0: Today, on The Buckle Bomb Show... Some AEW suspensions have been lifted. The main event for Crown Jewel gets announced. Triple H reportedly has more surprises in store. And NXT goes back to the future with its logo. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Buckle Bomb Show here at Bomb Media Productions. My name is Bobby and I'm so happy to be here to talk professional wrestling with you once again. I am joined, as always, by my broadcast partner, Anthony Rohn. Tony, how you doing, buddy?
1: It's great to be back, Bobby, and I'd like to start off with a sincere apology to all of our loyal viewers out there for my actions last week me and Bobby had a decent conversation off of here and I'm proud to announce I'm going to be sticking with Bob Media Productions for the foreseeable future
0: yeah absolutely I, I want to apologize as well for the way we went off the air last week it was uh, unprofessional and, and, and unfortunately it would, due to the way I do things here there's no way I could fix it or edit it out but uh, we've talked, we've got things straightened out and we are moving on to the future and moving on to wrestling here. Let's go ahead and talk about our first subject. Uh, We'll start with AEW. A number of their suspensions have been lifted. Uh, uh, Excuse me, Buck, uh, Brandon Cutler, Christopher Daniels and Nakazawa, all their suspensions have been lifted. Uh, what do you think of this development? Does it, I think it means that the uh, investigation is moving forward and nearing an end, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I would think so. The weird part to me is that Pat Buck, Pat Buck got suspended to begin with. I mean, he is the attorney for the EVPs, so it's kind of weird that he was even in the mix whatsoever. Uh, then again, it could be, you know, kayfabe family shit going on behind the scenes, brother. But, uh, yeah, I think this is a good sign and it's pointing us in the right direction that we can finally get some clarity on what actually happened. I mean, either way, I believe it's important for us to remember as fans that behind the character, these are actual people. And uh, maybe it's not for us to ever know what actually happened until, like, Dark Side of the Ring season. Yeah,
0: it'll probably be a while before we get any real uh, concrete answers about what happened um but obviously this does mean of course that uh Nick and Matt Jackson and Kenny Omega are still suspend, suspended Excuse me that Ace Steel is still suspended and that CM Punk is still you know there was never a report that he was suspended but you, we can in, infer that at the very least and of course he's got his injury that's going to be uh, out, he's going to be out for 8 months no matter what uh what do you see happening uh in the future at the end do you have any predictions for how this uh investigation independent investigation is going to end
1: oh it's still all the same thing in my opinion i think regardless of how the investigation ends you have five guys who are now soured on their product um a steel is definitely done yeah you don't bite a guy like you're larry the dog himself and come back into work the next day uh I still believe if the Young Bucks don't get out of their contract this year, they're going to ride their contract out, and they're going to go to WWE. Um, There's a part of me that thinks Kenny Omega might do the same or go back to New Japan. Uh, As far as CM Punk, you know, he's the biggest up-in-the-air factor with all this because, you know, of course, he's already forced to be out because he's going to need recovery time. And then do you add time on top of that before you let him come back, or... You know, that's even assuming he sticks with the company. But uh, I sadly think uh, if this is the end of CM Punk and AEW, I think we're looking at the end of CM Punk and pro wrestling. And that's going to be a bigger story down the line.
0: Possibly. You know, will he want to come back? You know, he left for seven years and he had a good eight months and then suddenly he started getting miserable. He got hurt twice now and all this goes down. He just might not want to deal with it ever again. Uh, I agree with you Steel's done I think with the EVPs I don't think they'll be EVPs anymore they'll stick around through the end of their contract they won't be fired of course um, suspended for a certain amount of time you, you know at this point it's been a, wa- a couple of weeks them you know it might even be like a time served kind of deal but I think you will see those three back in AEW, at least through the end of their contracts. Everywhere, everything else is up in the air, especially Punk. All right, we'll go ahead and move on to the next topic here. Uh, WWE had a press conference where they announced Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul for the undisputed WWE uh, Universal Championship uh, set for Crown Jewel on November 2nd. Are you excited for this match?
1: No. I've gone on record many times saying how I feel about the Saudi Arabia events. I don't like them one bit. I'm so vehemently against them that I really don't watch anything other than the clips on YouTube. Uh, but I do have to say though this event fits for what Crown Jewel is. It's a spectacle. The main event's gotta be a spectacle. You got someone with worldwide recognition like a Logan Paul making it a spectacle. The one thing I gotta say that they're doing right with all this is they had Ginger Oose up there with the bloodline just to, like, drive on the point that he is family. You can
0: see him in the picture there right there in the background behind Roman. Yep. Uh, I agree with everything you said right there. The crown jewels and what they've been in the past. It's always been kind of a, you know, a weird a spectacle match. And this fits that, though it's different in one major detail. is It's not pulling from history. This is... You know the biggest name in all of wrestling right now and one of the biggest stars and social media influencers in the world that's that's a big deal and certainly a spectacle match and i think we all know look there's no way logan paul's going to go over in this thing but it would be interesting to see how much even just how competitive he is in this match is is going to be interesting to watch all right We'll move on to the next topic. We're sliding right through them here. Uh, We've got reports uh, from The Observer, uh, I believe was the initial one, and there was some confirmation in Fightful, if I'm not mistaken, that Triple H has more surprises in store for debuts. Uh, Not necessarily wrestlers that are outside the company. It could be uh, NXT call-ups, but debuts that aren't necessarily being speculated about in the wrestling media. So we're not talking about Bray Wyatt or Sasha Banks and Naomi. We're talking about names that aren't being really discussed all that much. Uh, What do you think about this? And do you have any guesses as to who it could be?
1: You know, that uh, Perfect Harmony fanboy side of me is like, you know, Brian Cage is going to show up on an NXT show. Despite being contracted with AEW, and then we're going to get all those rumors and speculations that, oh my god, are they working together? uh... But we all know in reality what it's going to be, and it's going to be Braun Breaker coming up to the main roster and breaking a giant styrofoam color vomit Lisa Frank statue on top of the runway before he comes in and tries to cut the uh, infamous Steiner 33 and a third promo in the ring as pay homage to his uncle
0: agreed I, uh, I I don't know who it could be I'm of course I'm not as versed in a lot of the independent scene as you are and but the, it's definitely intriguing news and and something you want to keep your eye on the w, WWE product for sure all right we'll move on to our last main topic here
1: uh, actually real yeah. quick I know who it is NXT UK just went away, right?
0: Oh, yeah. There you go.
1: Tyler Bate has been with NXT UK from day one when they started the UK tournament. I mean, you look at how Butch is doing on the main roster. Granted, God fucking Jesus, please daddy trips up above. Get rid of that goddamn Butch name. But Tyler Bate is one of those dudes that deserves it. Wolfgang is one of those dudes that deserves it. I... Throw a fucking dart at the board of anybody who's been with NXT UK from day one. They absolutely do. Well,
0: here's here's an interesting thing, and I was going to bring this up in our uh, quick jabs, but we can sort of discuss it a little bit here, because I think it might be relevant now that I think about it. Solo Sequoia has uh, beat uh, Carmelo Hayes for the North American Championship on NXT. Now, Solo defended that North American Championship, an NXT belt, on SmackDown, So the fact that Carmelo lost it isn't necessarily a sign that he could be getting called up, but maybe it is. Maybe they want uh, Carmelo Hayes up to be in contention for one of the other titles or to put him in a maybe even have him feud with Solo on the main roster.
1: I would think, but at the same time, Hayes is very new to the NXT brand. And I don't know much about him as far as an independent leaning. Uh, so, I don't really know how much experience he has. So, that seems like it might be a little rushed. Okay. Uh, you know, you have your obvious, your breakers, yeah. uh you know, your Wallings. Uh, his first name's escaping me right now, but he's up there in terms of title contention. Maybe uh, your, what uh, the hell's his name? Grimes. Uh, is it? Uh, no. Grim. Grim. Either way, he was the million-dollar champion for a while. He's been in NXT for the last couple of years. That would be a good call-up. Uh, Yeah, so it's going to be an exciting next couple of weeks. Maybe an Indy Hartwell. Kind of fill out that women's division. There you more. go.
0: All right, we will go ahead and move on to the next topic here. NXT, uh, they had a nice little video package, very well produced as all WWE video packages usually are, narrated by Shawn Michaels. And at the end of the package, the current NXT 2.0 logo with the multicolored paint splotches all over it sort of faded into a almost into the same design but a different colored logo that you can see down there at the bottom of the screen, bringing back the old gold and some black. What do you think of this new logo, them dropping the 2.0? And does it actually have any meaning moving forward?
1: You know, I really hope, because there was like a good four-year period where I watched every NXT TakeOver event, regardless of where it was at or who was on the card. And it was for three simple reasons. Number one, the music for that event was always going to be phenomenal. Say what you will about Triple H, but he has a way about making music happen for professional wrestling. Uh, Number two was the story. Regardless of whether or not you watched NXT week in and week out, you knew that the video package and the recap was going to get you invested in the story, and they were going to tell a story in that ring. That's why I think... At least for me, at least, when you saw Johnny Gargano come back, you know, his series of matches that he had with Tommaso Ciampa at the Takeovers, I just want one of those, the main event of WrestleMania, and I'll be a happy, happy man. And then number three, and this is the biggest of all, they had this way of making the main event on a Takeover have a big fight feel. That the main roster has been lacking for quite some time. Up until SummerSlam, I'd say, because they really did a good job at hyping the Brock versus Roman match. They did a good job of hyping the Roman versus Drew match. But for a long time there, it didn't have that same feel like it did in the 90s when they would bring out Bruce Buffer to call the main event. And maybe a part of it back then was Mauro Ronaldo being on commentary. But even after that, they still had capable commentators doing the best they could. So if those three things come back to NXT and we start seeing those three things progress more on the main roster, man, Triple H is going to have a monster on his hand, a three headed monster.
0: It does look, especially with Solo bringing his North American championship and defending it on SmackDown, like they want to raise NXT up more as almost just another main roster. Uh, rather than, and then you have NXT Europe. That'll be still be more of your your B and C leagues. And there was some pictures released because they did film the next episode of NXT that, that drops on the 20th. They filmed that on the 13th. So it was this, this NXT logo that you're seeing on the screen down there, but it still had all of the paint splotches around it and underneath it and on the turnbuckles and all that. So they haven't like fully redesigned the set and stage yet. Maybe that's coming. Maybe they're kind of in the middle of doing that, but it. So it's still gonna have that brighter look and feel. I don't think it's gonna look more dark like it did, especially during the pandemic. But another thing I think here, the 2.0 was never, that was never going to last anyway and it lasted one year if at some point they were going to drop to 2.0 and it was just going to be NXT the fact that they're going back to gold and black doesn't mean that much to me as long as the wrestling's good and they're and they're training the wrestlers well and they're going to be able to get called up and we get good stuff that's all that ultimately matters it doesn't matter what the logo looks like
1: so. oh, no you're absolutely correct but with that being said though Uh, this is kind of a vindication in a way too, because if there was once Vince got tired of playing with his toys, he would steal triple H's toys. Right. And then he would get sick of those toys even quicker. This is a chance for the people that prove themselves on the NXT black and gold roster to come up to the main roster eventually and hopefully get used correctly.
0: And that the black and gold had a certain amount of goodwill with uh, with the fans and with the WWE universe. So certainly going back to that is not a bad move by any stretch, but ultimately what matters most is the product that gets put on the screen. All right, we will move on to, uh, well, that's our last main topic. We'll go to uh, quick jabs to the face next. Uh, just a couple of things I wanted to mention here. Uh, first off was that the we talked last week about the Ronda Rousey live Morgan match. You speculated and I thought it was a it was maybe a good call that it could be a submission match, but it turns out it will be a full-on extreme rules match. What do you think and are you looking forward to that?
1: You know, that was one of the two speculations I had last week. And what did I tell you? You can't have a good clean finish in an extreme rules match. There's going to be some fuckery.
0: You mean people are, other people are going to get involved? or
1: Other people, um, maybe some cheapness that's going to prevent Ronda from being able to move. Maybe a little uh, BDSM rope tying in the ring. I don't know what Liv Morgan's into. She looks like she might be the type. But, you know, it, it appears that there's going to end up being some sort of fuckery that puts Liv over. And we're going to see more of that Liv Morgan heel turn.
0: If there's interference, I'm certainly against that. Though you could argue that, <clears throat> that there could be some interference from some Adam Pierce in some way to shift the balance. Um, but <clears throat> I think with. You have to put live. If you're going to continue with her being champion, you have to put her over strong here. An extreme rules match is a way to maybe get away with a little bit where yeah, you could do something like that. You can make live rather than actually having her go over Ronda pound for pound in a wrestling match. You could have her be a little more smart and sneaky and get one over on Ronda that way and still having her convincingly win the match, but in a you know not in a traditional wrestling match and that way ronda can still come out looking strong uh, as strong as she needs to um the other little bit of news i wanted to just bring up was uh mjf getting engaged and more so uh his tweet afterwards which was great because everyone you know he's he's this everyone he's so good at what he does everyone always wants to root for him They're that close to rooting for him, and then he he's always just so good at pulling the rug out from under him and going, What an making you go, what a fucking asshole. It's great. But if you haven't seen the tweet, uh
1: I want you to read this in your most heelish way you possibly
0: can. (laughs) He says, uh I don't have the actual tweet up. Oh wait, here we go. He says, uh Ladies, panicking on my timeline? Don't worry. Just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. Strive for greatness.
1: Hashtag salt of the earth. (laughs) The best Twitter response of all time to anything ever. It's a beautiful moment for MJF. I'm sure it's a beautiful moment for his fiance. This is something a lot of women dream about from the time they're little girls. And then you choose to engage to the biggest fucking cock swab of an asshole in professional wrestling who is so good at that he's loved but always finds a way to swerve everybody and be hated again and this time at the expense of his own fucking fiance mere hours after they get in games right it's just chef's fucking kiss hats off to him absolutely That's fantastic yeah
0: goes. I when I saw that I, I, I had to literally stop working for a minute because I was laughing so hard because I saw it while I was working at my day job Uh, Great stuff. Any other uh, quick jabs you want to bring up? Anything else?
1: Yeah. um, One thing I'd like to bring up that's really catching some traction in the internet wrestling community, oddly, is the beef between EC3 and Velveteen Dream. Uh, As we all know, last week or two weeks ago, uh, Velveteen Dream got arrested in Orlando. It made TMZ Sports. So they reached out to EC3, of all people, and he commented on it. Uh, and now Velveteen Dream has hit back by saying that EC3 used to throw coke parties at his apartment complex that he worked that he lived at uh, leading EC3 to make the weirdest goddamn TikTok I've ever seen where he like runs down like Velveteen Dream's like all of the things he's been arrested for or what he's been in trouble for in WWE and uh, then everything he's accomplished where he claims that he's like doesn't drink alcohol, doesn't do drugs, never been arrested. Kind of trying to pull the uh, CM Punk gimmick, it looks like. So this is a weird feud that's going on. And then uh, the last thing I want to talk about, this has to be my favorite chant of the week. Today, GCW versus TNT Extreme Wrestling happened live from Liverpool. And Matt Cardona was in a match where the crowd randomly started chanting Chelsea Pegs Cardona. And it lasted for probably like twenty minutes. <laughs> wow,
0: wow! Uh, GCW really has that sort of ECW niche crowd, doesn't it? They they come up with some well, they yeah, come up with some fun stuff for for chance.
1: This was Liverpool. Yeah, this was the TNT audience. I mean, I'm sure it's birds of the feather, but yeah, they get they get creative.
0: All right, anything else? I think
1: that's it on my end, buddy.
0: All right, that'll do it for this episode of The Buckle Bomb Show. Uh, Make sure to like. Subscribe if you want, but the like is the biggest thing for us. And give us a comment. Let us know what you thought of any of these subjects. What do you think of the EC3 uh, feud with... What's his name? I said, oh. Velveteen Dream. Couldn't even think of his name there. Uh, What do you think of all the stuff we've talked about here? The new NXT logo, all of that. And the main event for uh, Crown Jewel. All right, Tony, see you next week, buddy. The preceding announcement has been paid for by Bomb Media Productions.